following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And let's get right to it on a Tuesday here at the Star in Frisco as, yes, we are past the 24-hour rule, and it's now Redskins week here at the Star. And it's a day off for the players today, a new schedule for the players this year. It's like the old schedule in the good old days of National Football League play. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Brian Broaddus. And while we've awaited getting on the air here, we've had a very nice conversation about a variety of things that will carry over <laughs> Probably carry to the on show. You. Probably able to hear you, that on the mic. You may have already heard that. Maybe already heard of our conversation. <laughs> and we could start there right now. Uh, it, well, Mickey would be very opinionated there. But let's start with Jerry Jones' weekly appearance on The Fan uh, this morning. Uh, I listened to quite a bit of it, uh, not all of it, because I had to get a workout in at some point. Well, you can't listen while you're working out? Well, oh, no, that's another issue. Okay. I've lost my little adapter for my earbuds. Oh, no. And so See, I've had to work get out. An for the first time in my life, I've had to work out without Watch it. anything in my ears. So, hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was a bummer. And so what did you hear, Rob Phillips, from Jerry? Uh, more about the DAC Prescott contract talks and where they stand, and he was asked by Sean and RJ, how do you define the the word imminent? <laughs> and he didn't really back off of that, but he also said it it takes two to get this thing done, and it's not done until both sides agree to it, and Dak may have a totally different perception of where these talks stand, and Dak's agent, of course. Um, Got a pretty lengthy uh, definition of imminent. He, he described it in several several ways. Um, I don't have that with me. I wrote an article on DallasCowboys.com if you want to check it out. He did say, use the term fast approaching. He didn't really back off of it. Um, but he said, so when somebody asks your opinion on whether something's done that takes two to do it, they're speaking just from their perspective. So he's not saying necessarily that this thing is a mere moments away, but they're on track, I think. Said he might have got out ahead of his skis a little bit on the Zeke thing uh, earlier, uh, and it took a little bit more than uh, what he anticipated till 4.23 in the morning or whatever it was. So it's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, And I think probably when he made the comment uh, after the game on Sunday, he was probably thinking that they're close, okay, and it makes a lot of sense that before the quote-unquote players um, – Work week for the Redskins starts on Wednesday. The next couple of days, you ought to be able to get it wrapped up. I think so. he's looking at it from a larger perspective because I think for a while there in camp, there there wasn't a lot of progress. And we asked Stephen on the pregame show on Sunday, and he said, yeah, there's some momentum there. I think given the whole view of the way this thing is gone, they're moving in the right direction. So it's kind of how you want to look at it. It's going to get done at some point. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you know, I think that it's – and it, I don't think really anything to do with what the how the game went last week for them. You know, I, right. I think the guys like Adam Pacifica, Todd Williams, you know, uh, Dak's side, you know, they've kind of been working on some ideas and exchanging. And and that's really what it's it, it just takes. It takes the two parties talking. I, I felt like all along, 
these guys here are really good at doing their jobs with the cap. They're really good at negotiating, too. Yes. And I think Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, and this is just personal experience, guys, because you know I, I was involved with personnel, and I saw them. I saw the way that they closed deals. I saw the way they talked to people. I saw the way they, they made people feel at ease about, hey, this is the best deal for both parties. And I think Dak Prescott's seeing that. He thinks he's seeing a future here. Uh, he's seeing the ability of this front office to put players around him in order for him to have success. He's seeing other contracts being signed for long-term success of keeping the roster together. So, you know, uh, it's 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 to his best interest to try and get the deal done as as quickly as possible. Put this behind him and continue to play football. Hopefully, at a high level, is what we saw with the Giants game. So. Uh, you know him, Amari Cooper. You know whoever else they can get signed up here too. Uh, once that's all said and done, because I, I don't think it ends after uh, uh, with Dak and Cooper. I think they're going to try and continue on with Byron Jones and Collins and those guys. It's just not going to end there. They if they can get deals done, they're going to try to do their best to to get the best team on the field as they can. You know the other thing they do well is teach the other side about the salary cap. <laughs> and and the ways you can structure contracts and sure. the ways you can't structure contracts, uh, and I think that there's you know been, there was a lot of confusion in the Zeke uh, negotiations on that. So, yeah, and you know there's this perception out there that Dak goes out and plays like that, and oh, there's another five million dollars no. in the pot, and that's not the way you no. do this stuff. No. You've got your numbers there, and you keep kind of moving them around. Cash flow ends up being the biggest stumbling block and all this stuff you know i know the the agent wants the big number at the end so it looks like hey i won this you know but when you look inside the numbers it's when's he getting his money and how yeah. soon like like zeke uh with some of the guarantees okay so the signing bonus was only seven and a half million but he gets a 13 and a half million dollar roster bonus the third day of the league year next year so initially within one year he's getting 21 million dollars in his hand without having to play a down. So that that's important, and, and that's how you kind of sweeten the pot and not worry about that big number at the end. It's when do I get my money, and how much is it guaranteed? Another thing on that, it's interesting how the club protected itself um, in regards to, to the Zeke off-the-field stuff that he's uh, had early in his career by doing that the third day of the right. of the next year. And even when the salaries kick in for the following years, it, it's the yeah, same top way. Top 51. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then it expires when there's $42 million left in the, in the last couple of years. You know, one thing about Dak, though, and I'd say, I think it says a lot about just the confidence that he has that he is going to have a great year and he feels like this team is going to have a great year is that he just seems like he doesn't care whether he gets that thing done before the season started or not you know there's a lot of players who would be thinking oh I can't I can't I, I have to get the, the contract done before playing in a game what if I get hurt what if this what he doesn't care about that stuff I mean he's he's got confidence that his value is not going down you know it's it's going up yeah I think it says a lot about what he's all about this is a great point. And, you know, there was a report by Adam Schefter that he's also, you know, his off-the-field endeavors help him in that regard because he's he is on a ton of endorsements. I mean, you see him on TV a lot. Uh, reportedly, he's got some insurance policies that protect him against injury. There's nothing like it's To Mickey's point, though, there's nothing like having a long-term deal with that money right in your hand uh, that he'll eventually get. But 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I've said this before. I, I haven't been around a guy with this football team that is as confident and really unflappable as he is. I really mean that. And I think it has something to do, too, with the position he plays because there is no more scrutiny in really in sports than where he's playing right now. How much above $30 million do you think this deal is going to come in? How per year? Per I don't think so. You think it's going to be right at the extension is, the extension will be there. And then when you add this year to it and, and you look at where the $2 guarantee is, yeah. I'm telling you, Carson Wentz is only making 27000 a year. 20, I, I mean, $27 20, million. They've got a but real bar deal. Yeah, they got a heck of a deal. You played pretty well against Washington. I put a T instead of an M there, right? Yeah. And, and that's what it averages. You think that deal? And even Goff's average, if you put the last two years on his contract plus what the extension is, it doesn't get to thirty million but, a year. Okay, but then Dax is different because Dax's final year is right. Two. So it's only so, going to be one year in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. So you think this thing's coming in under thirty? I I think when you look at the guarantee, yes. Interesting. What about new money? That's different because, like your point though, if you average it out plus what he's got well, left on his deal, that's going to skew the average. Yeah, you know, but it but that's the average, right? I mean, that's how much you're making. Yeah, it, it, it was like the Todd Gurley deal. He had two more years on his deal, so you take the extension and you don't divide by four; you divide by six, and it came to twelve and a half million a year. I'm trying to think of if the if Dak's deal if it does come in under thirty, okay, who else can you get? I know we talked about Amari Cooper, but could could you get another player done that we're talking about? Could you get a Byron Jones done? Can you get a Malik Collins done? As long as their projection of what the salary cap's going to be in 2021 and 2022. Yeah, with the, that's, with, that's, with that's the deal. The 21 part we don't know, right, because of collective bargaining? Right. Is that but kind if, of it's, a problem? if it keeps there. going up the way it's going up, you can fit some of this stuff in. What, sure. What the hard part is, you got to have the money for this year and next year, and it looks like they have the money available this year the way they've structured contracts right now because they'll – tear up his well he'll have his two million dollars for this year and then they'll dump some signing bonus into it prorated over the five because you only can prorate the signing bonus over five years and that's why they gave him the roster bonus the next year and then they can prorate that also could a hold up be on years on this contract could it be on years that the, we've seen teams with the quarterbacks only go four years? See, and so, that's what golf is uh, four yeah. years, thirty-four million. I mean, one hundred thirty-four million. Yeah, the Kirk extension Cousins, was Kirk Cousins, extension. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm asking though. Is it the fact that maybe the Cowboys would like a fifth or sixth year, like you said, Mickey, to spread this thing out? Well, they kind of did it with 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 Zeke, right? Because if you look at Gurley's, you know, his guarantee, I, it, it came, it was like four years, fifty million. Well, if you look at Zeke's, it's five years, sixty million. The average is the same, but the guarantee is more, right? Right. But you also have more years. More so years. what would you rather have? Right. If I'm a running back, I want more years. Right. Or I want the guarantee spread over more years because of the life expectancy of a running back. Right. For a quarterback, I might want a shorter one. Well, yeah, Kirk that's Cousins, what I was thinking. Kirk Cousins' deal in Minnesota was is essentially, what, three years, but it was all guaranteed. That was kind yeah. of a unique was, deal that he got. We yeah. saw that, too, with the wide receiber with Julio Jones. Yeah, three years one. all guaranteed. Yep. Yeah, $66 million there. Is that it, what it was like, or whatever, it was like two, $2 million less guaranteed than what the total was. Right. But he also had two years left on his deal. Yeah, we're giving people tired head right now talking numbers. 
I sure of that. But I'm just well, kind of thinking. It's a hot topic for sure. No, no, I'm just saying when you start rattling off numbers, this I start. Is destructive. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, We're and destructive. It, let's just say, what if, what if the Cowboys uh, and Dak, Bill's got the calculator? Well, but if, but if they agreed to the same extension that Goff got. And I'm talking total value of the contract, not guaranteed or anything, but the total value, four years, $134 million, which is 33.5, the extension is on that, okay? But if you factor in this year, where Dak is, what, at $2 million this year? Right. See, that's, that's, that's what I was that's saying. The that's the difference. That's the difference. So that one was the you, first overall pick, right, and right, one exactly. was at 105 so, or whatever that but was. But the average on that, 101, which would be 136 divided by 5, is twenty seven point two million a year is what his average would be over five years if you and that's on the golf contract right there, so yeah. If but the agent this, gets what he wants, which is right the same as what golf's got. If whatever. this thing comes in under thirty million dollars, that's a win for the Cowboys right there. I mean, it's a win for Dak because he's getting paid, but I think it's a win for you know if you're trying to sign other guys too. So I think it will be announced as a deal similar to Goff's, which gets us to Jerry's analogy this morning on Howard Johnson's. (laughs) I didn't hear that part. Oh yeah, yeah, he made a Hojo reference, right? Yeah. When's the last time you've been to Howard Johnson? (laughs) Nothing against Howard Johnson. You shouldn't. I've stayed in many of them, believe it or not, going to NASCAR tracks. Good ice cream Mm -hmm. too, by the way. All right. Now, he, it was what did he say about, about it? He, he was talking about the guy that owned it, and he had 400 franchises. Mm-hmm. And he said, "How do you get 400 fran- How do you get a chef to work well at 400 franchises?" And and he said something about what, if the if the food's supposed to be hot, get it burning hot, and if it's supposed to be cold, make sure it's freezing cold. And, and don't worry about the quality. Yeah. Just make sure oh, yeah. you know that part of it is taken care of. <laughs> And that was his. It was his idea of how to spread the pie, and and it's a team, not just one or two right. franchises. Right. Okay, right. I'm going to ponder that, and we'll be back with more of Talking Cowboys in just a moment. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay. What's not too? Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men 
men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium on Sunday, September 22nd as they take on the Miami Dolphins. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com, Mickey. And you know what about Jack Black? They've got new product out. Did you know that? I did not know that, and I need it. Created exclusively for Jack Black, the Closer Razor. Ergonomically... Did I say it right? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say, but I would have never attempted it. I wasn't either. Aerogronomically? Ergonomically. <laughs> there it is. There you go. Designed. And it has an inset right? pad grip hey. and a diamond etched knurling, knurling <laughs> oh, for God. maximum control and easy handling. And it includes five blade cartridges made in Germany. Can I see that? <laughs> Yeah, aerogronomically. No, not aero. Er, er, <laughs> we said a couple of boxes on the way. Ergonomically. <laughs> Mickey, I, I, I appreciate you. I really do. Oh, oh, there's no way in hell I... Oh, it's ergonomically. That's what I said. <laughs> er, the second, <laughs> the there, second time, yeah. There, there, yeah. there were preseason games this year where somebody would make a tackle for another team. Uh, and it, like it was a name I had no clue on. And I would just... Just go through it. Just, I wouldn't even just go around it. You know. As a matter of fact, we have a picture here for folks that want to see what it is. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Did you get uh, Obanya Okoronko? I got Okoronko, right. Yeah, because yeah, nice. I do that from the Obama. draft. Yeah, it's Mickey, you can show the picture now. You can show. Hey, I just went away, oh, okay. unfortunately. Of course, yeah, oh, you just went away. <laughs> That's a dream. But anyway, go to getjackblack.com and get your razor. Okay, we'll do that. And um, Dolphins, the next home game. Yeah. The Redskins this coming week. Hope the Cowboys Here aren't looking ahead to the Dolphins. Hope the Dolphin game the next week doesn't affect what the Cowboys are doing this week. It's one game at a time. It is. You it can, is. as a fan, you can get ahead of yourself. You yeah. can sit here and go, okay, 1-0, and and now – if we get this win against the Redskins, then we're, we're going to get the next win. Now we're 3-0. and Go and play the Saints. I know people get on me about this all the time, but you're playing a better team this week. Mm-hmm. You are. You're playing a better team that's there's uh, on, pa- on paper. And then just from what I've seen, you know, if you look at matchups and things, and I know we'll get into this as we get along through the week, but – it don't don't feel like that you're just going to roll that you roll the helmet out there at FedEx Field and things are going to be okay. I mean, this is going to be a game you're going to have to fight. And if you didn't learn that last year by playing these uh, playing these guys, I, I think they've improved in a lot of areas that's with a, their team. And so, yeah, yeah. be 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 very mindful of uh, if you think that's going to be an easy game. And it's on the road. Yeah, they've got a stout defensive front. They have for years, and they added a really good pass rusher too with that Montez Sweat from Mississippi yep. State. And when you go back and you look at this rivalry, a lot of the games up there have been about three points or less decided. Sure. It's going to be it'll and be a good weird. Game. Yeah, it's a, it like is, last year. It's a difficult place to play just for the fact that things happen in the game that you. You know, last year, you know, our favorite thing with officials, and you know, you get you move the ball. As a matter of fact, I saw LP do it in the game the other night. Move, just completely pick up the ball and move it over here, and then the call doesn't be made. 
You know, I mean, that, that's just it's crew to crew, week to week, whatever you want to say. But th- this place is they've added they've added some weapons to their to their attack, and it, it you know it sounds like it, that Geis, the LSU running back, might be out. This week, so then, okay, what happens? You throw Adrian Peterson in there, and we remember what happened. I think he had over 100 yards last year against the Cowboys. It'd Cowboys be a motivated right. Adrian yeah. Peterson yeah, exactly. after being a healthy scratch. A healthy scratch this week. Chris Thompson's, Thompson's a really good, pretty good, really good player there too. Again, we're not blowing smoke up everybody's rear here. They are they are a much better football team, uh, you know, than they had. They had Philadelphia on the ropes and just let Philadelphia come back in the game, you know, and that's uh, that's unfortunate because they they should be one and zero. Uh, from the film I watched um, them play, but the Eagles yeah. did a nice job of clawing back into that football game and, and getting a win. The quarterback throws for 380 and three touchdowns. You think you're yeah. going to win that game? Well, it's kind of like the guy you're playing last year. You know, it's kind of the same, same. I mean, not the Colt McCoy or you know, but it's 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 like Alex Smith. It's a guy that's a veteran guy. He moves the team three quarters, throw in motion, kind of slings its sidearm to a guy here, kind of moves around the pocket a little bit. You know, finds uh, find guys that are open. Not going to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah it's Terry McLaurin that they got from Ohio State is a legitimate <clears throat> downfield threat. I mean, they missed him. They they, they could add two. You know, the the Eagles had two big plays with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, the Redskins could have had two of their own, you know, the same way. So yeah, if you're not on the screws as far as some of the coverage stuff, you know, and but they they've also added this Donald Penn at left tackle to to take over for Trent Williams, who's in a holdout situation right now. And Donald Penn's like a former Pro Bowl player, and you know he still plays at a pretty high level, but. You know, Eric Flowers' guard, we all know about Eric Flowers from what he did with the Giants and stuff, but he looks better at playing at guard and you know, so we'll see. I mean it's it's but I, I would just not think it's gonna be oh three and oh, here we go kind of a thing. Just be careful of that. We've seen capital punishment before. You wrote a book mm-hmm. about it, didn't you? That's I right. have. And you know what? I could have wrote another one if you think of all the weird things that have happened since then, right? Sure. When did, when did that book come out? The book on the Cowboys and the Redskins. Yeah. So that's 22 years ago. It's time it's, for you to write another, another one. one. If the Redskins had been better through the years, the last 22 years, maybe it would be more of a here's my luck need for it. Here's my luck on books. Of course, that I could say that about the Cowboys, too, I guess, the last 22 years. My luck on books, 97, it was the first time in, like, forever neither team made the playoffs. Wow. Interesting. 97. That was Barry's last year, right? Yeah. yeah. And the Redskins didn't make the playoffs either. Now, now, since then, how many times have neither team made the playoffs <laughs> in a season? Probably there was well, a few the there in the early that. 2000s, That's right? That's right. Uh, and the latest on Trent Williams, um, Mike Jones, NFL reporter for USA Today, based there in Washington. I know there has been speculation Trent Williams could make a return to the Skins this week, but I'm told there are no new developments on that yeah. front as of this morning. Don, Donald Penn's your left tackle. Yeah, his was a medical thing, right, in addition to the holdout, well, yeah, right? Yeah, and he, he has said that he's not going to play for that organization again because yeah. of the things that were going he on. He thinks he got misdiagnosed or they missed they didn't diagnose diagnose it at all or whatever and uh yeah he wants out people are asking me on periscope is with the loss of of jonathan allen do they feel like the cowboys are going to have a successful running game you know i mean i'll tell you what jonathan i don't know allen, he he's a hell of a player but yeah you know, also they got deron Payne. they brought in, in pain and he made a play right away Payne, matt ionitis is another guy i mean and, and ryan kerrigan it's hard to get around the edge on him I mean the Cowboys, and I'll tell you what they got. A, they got this linebacker from North Carolina, this Cole Holcomb that we kind of liked when they're in the draft show. 
Number 55, he makes every single tackle. I mean, that's so they've got guys. I mentioned Sweat, Holcomb, Payne, Ioannidis. Uh, you know, they've got guys. Kerrigan. People on Periscope, though, think that they can cover very well. But I, you know what? I'm watching, I'm watching the tape. If you're going to beat these guys, you know, last week against the Giants, everything was inside. What happens with the Redskin corners is they play with their butts to the sideline, so they face in. So they're playing all in-breaking passes. So now what you're going to have to do is, okay, how many times? This is what the Eagles did. They took advantage of these guys throwing the outs. Running up at him, throwing the outs, and hitting him on the on the sidelines. Carson Wentz did a nice job of throwing the ball on into that space because the Redskins want you to throw the ball to the inside. They want you to have to throw the ball inside on Landon Collins and those guys. They want to be able to drive on the football. So that's the way they play. So this week, you know, they gave up some vertical plays, but they gave up a lot of plays on the outside towards the sidelines. That's kind of where I think Dallas, if you got this Amari Cooper and Gallup and those guys and the way they run their routes, the good route runners they are, get to the out, outside, Dak, get them the football. I think that's where you're going to see the Cowboys feed a little bit early in this uh, in this football game until they kind of, okay, they're going to start having to play the outs and now maybe get some things working down the middle a little bit more. So having seen what happened against the Giants, do the Redskins – Load up against the run, or are they going to say, "No, we're not going to let Dak beat us"? I think that they're going to. I think that they're going to determine. I think they're going to determine that their front. They feel like that their front could probably match up better than what the Giants did and stop the run without extra help. Yeah, without stop, yeah, they, they're going to. They're going to. They're going to think about pain, Ionitis. Uh, you know, uh, Tim Settles, another guy that they have. Sweat is a lo- I mean, Sweat is a guy that's a linear built guy that's long, but he's like Kerrigan. You know, you got two long guys that kind of hold the edge. You know, Ryan Kerrigan can be a hard guy to run on the outside of. How many times have we seen him give? Yeah, he was the one that caused the sack fumble in the goal line down there last year that you know the Cowboys gave a short field touchdown up for. But they these guys, I think they're going to feel like that they could play the run with the guys they have up front and not commit that and say, okay, well, we won't let Dak beat us you know, with, uh, with some passing. But like I said, I think the way to beat the Redskins throwing the ball is on the, on the outside because of the way the corners, they, they press and then they bail, and they bail facing inside to try and funnel things to the inside. I think it was really important for this offensive line here to get that game last week because they hadn't practiced together as a unit for about a month as a full unit with Zach Martin's back. And this, I circled this game when it came out because Brian just listed a great job listing all those defensive linemen. That is a stout front. Yeah, I, I'll just keep saying it. That's going to be a challenge. They're not going to give you a whole lot easily in this game, especially on the road for the Cowboys. So we'll see. Got a question on Twitter from Dan Rogers. Has Taco played his last game with the Cowboys? No. I don't know about that. Why wouldn't he play this week? Well, that's why I brought up the question, because I want to ask you about the defensive line and Tristan Hill being inactive last week, yeah. Taco Charlton I being inactive Jason last Garrett week. said it very well and very clearly yesterday for everybody who was willing to listen, that, that this, this the, you know, to get on the 46, you got to practice well, practice well, you get the opportunity to play well. I'm, I'm all for competition, what's going on there. You know, Joe Jackson, your spot's up for competition. You know, uh, uh, Kerry Hyder, your comp- your spot's up for competition. You know, when they gave up that touchdown, that last touchdown, that was those guys on the field. And those are guys that are counting on to be rotational players. Those are guys that are counting on to be, hey, if something happens, you got to go in there and make a stop. 
And I didn't feel like that neither neither Kerry Hyder nor uh, nor Joe Jackson did enough to make me say, okay, that spot's clearly theirs. Tristan Hill needs to figure something out. Maybe he will standing over there on the sidelines. You know, Taco, you know, maybe they – I hope they haven't lost Taco mentally. And I mean mentally in a way of he's like, you know what, these guys don't want me. I, I, I play the best I can and I have a, a training camp that's actually respectable and they still don't dress me for this game. You know, yeah, I hope, I hope that doesn't happen. We saw a little bit last year with Jordan Lewis. What happened to Jordan Lewis? All of a sudden, they kind of got mad at Jordan Lewis, and then they put Jordan Lewis on some jet sweeps and stuff. They got him back engaged, and Jordan Lewis is one of your better defenders. So right. maybe the same situation could be uh, had from Taco here, uh, him getting an opportunity. But he's got to practice well, and he's got to give these guys a reason to dress him. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Rod Marinelli though would be afraid to shake it up based on performance. He's done it before. He's done it with Taco. You know, Taco had the shoulder last year, but they also kind of just sat him down for a couple weeks and then brought him back in late in the season, and he was more productive. So, um, and with Tristan Hill, I, I'd be surprised if he's an every week inactive as a second round draft pick. Brian's right; he's got to show it, uh, and they've got some veteran defensive tackles in that group. But I think you could see this thing change around. So, Kerry Hyder played forty four snaps. Dorrance Armstrong played yeah, thirty. There you go. Dorrance Armstrong's another one. Yeah, absolutely. And Sorry Joe about that. Jackson yeah. played twenty six. And on the Cowboys coaches' tackles chart, Kerry Hyder had one tackle, one assist. Dorrance Armstrong had one assist. Joe Jackson had one assist. Taco had zero. And I don't see. Because he wasn't playing. That's correct. I see uh, a couple quarterback pressures, but that's it. No sacks. Hardly any tackles, and Kerry they Hyder didn't have was, much more than what Taco had. Yeah, Kerry Hyder was was playing early. As a matter of fact, the second the sec, the Giants' second series or end of the first series, he's he's out there for Demarcus Lawrence. Torrance was out there early too, playing I think the right side. And yeah, you saw I didn't Hyder, understand that because that's yeah. kind of opposite of how they played him. You saw Hyder work in too, and and one reason it might have been them over Taco is that flexibility. You know, and that's because, why that's what because, they were doing because Demarcus is. Working his way back in Tyrone, and so if you've got guys who can play a couple different spots and help you out there, maybe that's that's the key. And let me throw this out there because after this game, uh, the suspension is over for Robert Quinn. So he's right. back for the Dolphins game. Right? Yeah, they're gonna have to get rid of somebody for that. Yeah, have to move on from somebody. So there. maybe that's what Dan Rogers is alluding to here, uh, where you look at the at next week at this time, you, Quinn is back out here. Yeah. You know what? If Taco is inactive next week, you know, and we kind of hear you mean this this next this game, Washington. I'm game. sorry, yeah. the Washington game. Then, then you've then Dan's right. Then Dan, they, they've clearly if he's inactive or he say he has a good week and we start to hear some whispers he had a good week but he does he's inactive again. Then the coaches have moved on from him. That that's just you know I I, I agree with Mickey that he should have the opportunity to play this week. I I do. And because yeah. you got to figure Lawrence should be able to play more snaps than he did. Crawford. Crawford, too, because those guys, uh, Lawrence played 32 snaps. Crawford played 30 yes. snaps. That was like half the game. Well, and then and with the uh, coming off the off seasons uh, that Lawrence and Crawford right. had, what right. you talked about even going into the game is you needed guys that were more versatile, could play inside or outside. And which if they Joe were Jackson only going to carry carry Hyder, both are right. And if they were going to keep eight, then mm-hmm. a couple of those, if they were going to keep extra defensive ends, then a couple of them had to be capable of playing inside, and Hyder can play inside. 
Uh, they use Joe Jackson inside also. So Taco plays. He's just outside. And if you're going to play all these guys to help out inside, then you didn't need Hill because they only kept three defensive tackles active. Right, right. Yeah. Last few minutes of the show here. Um, y'all watched Monday Night Football last night? I Doubleheader? did. Until the fourth quarter of the last game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, uh, to me, it's – I thought the Saints were dead, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I was kind of thinking, oh, jeez. How many good. times did you think they were dead? Yeah, a lot. Like three? Yeah. And but, you don't leave 37 seconds on the board for Drew Brees. No, that's a shame that the way that the Texans played that last series of defense, though, you know. Right. Especially after opera. what Deshaun Johnson uh, uh, Watson did, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it? Three plays, two plays came two down plays, to the yeah. board. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. incredible. Goodness gracious. But yeah, and then how about the officials screwing up the uh, at the end of the half? I didn't see that part. Uh, the time, they, they, yeah, that happened. The Saints again. Yeah, <laughs> again. I didn't, I didn't see that. Really? You didn't see it? No. There, there was, f- there was forty-one seconds left on the clock. Took when, the runoff. Yeah. When they, when they, 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 it should have been forty-one seconds, and then they stopped it to review the play. And, and they decided that he did have a first down, but because they had to stop the clock to uh, to review it, they took they went from 26 seconds to 16 instead of 41 to 31. Right, and they they totally screwed it up, and and right away they corrected it, and they you know and well it's like well why didn't New York call and say no wait you got it wrong yeah. What are you doing? There's only one game to watch, yeah. right? What's what, what's Big Al doing in New York? And how about the way the Saints, in the in the at the end of the game, they complete that pass that got them into field goal range right before, uh, well, before the last play. Before okay. the last play, yeah. yes. And it, without having to use a timeout and getting set to clock it. I mean, it took it took them like seven seconds. I couldn't believe they didn't yeah. use that timeout. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I was yelling at the TV saying, "You got to use your timeout now." But nope, nope. they they had it down. It's a veteran quarterback, exactly, and and, and players that, that they they obviously have no. worked on it and yeah. worked on it. Yeah. Uh, and it helps well, that you complete the pass, and so your receivers are there at the at the line of scrimmage. And it was six anyway. seconds, and they did they got it stopped yeah. at six, and then they the, threw another pass, and the guy caught it and got down in two it, seconds. It, left. it really shows how far the end. NFL has come as far as working their two-minute offense and, and so forth. When you remember the the Cowboy uh, Browns game back in the '90s, and back then the school of thought was that it, you needed 16 seconds, I think yeah. it was, uh, to reset to clock it without a timeout. You know, right. on the Novacek play down at the goal line, a game the Cowboys lost. It took them basically six seconds yeah. to reset, clock it. Hmm? I also Texans hold the guy down for a little bit when you make a tackle yeah. or, you know, before that, and then it was know. it was remarkable. I actually have a quick question on that on the play before the kick. If the Texans players don't touch him on the ground and he just goes to the ground, he, he, gave, he himself gave himself up. Himself up. And he would get the timeout. Yeah, he would get the timeout. He does not have to be touched. There were two seconds left when they got the timeout. I would say for the Texans player. Yeah, don't touch him that quickly, and then you leave it to the discretion of the official if he's given if he's given himself up. Right. I mean, I, I think the I th- think the Texans player made a mistake touching him. You should have just let him sit there and then leave it on the official right. to give him the call. Right, you know. But he right. was sitting there on the ground like this. And, yeah. and but had it had the clock run out, 
they would have reviewed it, and they since he had two seconds left, they would have reviewed it, and they would have given him the timeout yep. with a second left. There so, you go. But then but the guy hit from 58 yards after missing earlier. There you go. Mm. All right. So there's Saints from talk. 64. Yeah. Well, is right. That what it was. Okay, that does it for Talking Cowboys today, and we will talk at you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,